Hi there, it's Joy Foster, founder of Tech Fixies, and I am here with Philippa Isles, who we call Pip lovingly at Tech Fixies. Pip is our CMO, which is the Chief Marketing Officer. She is also uh, the Pinterest coach for Tech Fixies and the Pinterest manager. I have no idea how she does it all, but I'm very thankful that she does. Uh, she's here with us today to talk about what it was like to transfer uh, from being a head teacher to a Pinterest guru. And I wanna also talk about the fact that, you know, changing careers is a scary thing to do, um, especially when you're the breadwinner in your family, which is what Pip was. So we're gonna be diving into that as well. So this is a change career series. We kicked it off with Jane, uh, who is uh, creating a wonderful series called The Night Riders on, hopefully, 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 we'll be on television or on Netflix next year. And this uh, podcast is actually with Pip about how she went from being a head teacher to a Pinterest guru. So. Pip, welcome. Thank you. That was a very nice welcome, Joy. Thank you very much. It's very nice to be here. I think that um, changing careers in whatever stage, whether you're the main breadwinner or not, is a pretty daunting prospect. Absolutely. Um, but it's been a roller coaster for the last year, without a doubt. A real roller coaster. Um, completely different life now. Well, let's talk about that because changing careers, I think the first hurdle you've got to get over is, am I going to be able to do something totally different, right? You know, so what? how did you decide to approach changing the career? When did you know you needed to change career and what, what prompted you to think about what you could do next? Okay, so I think that probably it started for me five years ago, but without me knowing that it was starting five years ago. So five years ago, very sadly, um, we lost our mum quite suddenly. And um, the knock on effect of that for me was I'm going to work and I'm going to work every hour God sends and I'm going to throw myself into that because that is just the easiest thing to do because I'm a natural workaholic. And it was not sustainable. It was like hitting sprinting into a brick wall. So a year ago, essentially, I hit that brick wall and fell over and realized that something significantly had to shift for me. Um, and I didn't really know what that shift needed to be at the time. Um, but um, my sister was a bit like my guardian angel and she scooped me up and said, okay, you know, she was already running, a, a, thrown herself into setting up a company. And it was very much, well, just do this for me, please. It would really help me out. And I suddenly realized that those skills were transferable. And then there was the introduction to Tech Pixies. When I, I, was, I was sitting on the verge for about two months and then threw myself in. And this, it was that moment when I realized there was a whole life outside of education. Education is actually a very small world. And education leadership is, is a very difficult world. And I suddenly realized that all the skills, the, the people management, um, the creativity behind it, the desire to give back and to teach and to learn still, was still there and I my skills were transferable. All the years of crunching data and writing reports, suddenly, ah, I can do something different. And so I'm only halfway through my working life and I have another 20 years to go. So it's like I've kind of set a restart button of, do you know, I've had an incredible career, but my career defined me and that's the wrong way round. What you really want is for you to define yourself as a person and then find your passion and let that feed you, not the other way around. 
it was a very unhealthy way to live and there was no work-life balance. I would laugh at work-life balance. I genuinely didn't think it existed. Whereas it does, it really does joy. And without tech pixies and my sister's encouragement, I would never have understood that that was possible. Yeah. Well, I think back to when you first came into the program and where you are now, and it is a complete transformation. Um, and one of the things that you know you transitioned out of was a head teacher role, uh, mm-hmm. where you said there were transferable skills. You know, one of the, one of your skills is managing people. Uh, and when Tech Pixies needed someone to be in charge of the marketing team, uh, we were really looking for someone who had those skills. And you were already on the marketing team because you had been running Pinterest for us. Uh, and and we knew that you could you know manage a network. We also knew that you had you know, you were a good student across all of the other networks. So you understood how the other networks worked and you had these organizational skills. And so it was really easy to actually move you into the CMO role. Um, and and your those skills have proven to be extremely valuable. You know, the people management skills and the organizational skills, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in terms of, um, you know, something that those aren't necessarily my strengths. And that, that's been one one really wonderful thing about having you on the team, among others. Um, but I, I think what what is the most interesting to me is probably people don't know how you got into the position at Tech Pixies as CMO. And if we go back a step as Pinterest coach, and if we go step back a step as Pinterest manager, and if we go back a step as a student. So, uh, you know, very few people know that story. So why were you interested in Pinterest and how did you approach me as <laughs> Well, that was a very late night message to you where I, I, you and I had never personally spoken. I was just, I was one of many students um, and I was um, inspired by Pinterest. Pinterest is something that I have always used. I'm a teacher um, and, and therefore for the last 10 years that Pinterest has been around, um, teachers rely upon Pinterest, the ideas. Um, I mean, most of the time I was just drooling over these incredible classroom displays that I would never be able to do. Um, and we, um, you had a podcast with Georgie White about um, Pinterest and, and I was like, okay, do you know, I think I can do it, have a go at this. And it was one thing that um, Tech Pixies were not doing at that moment. So I messaged you. Saying I I've been promising it. Let's just get that. I've been promising everyone. Pinterest yeah. is coming. Pinterest is coming. And of I, course, I had no time to learn Pinterest and then teach it. So I was really struggling. And I had no idea if you'd had 50 people go, I'll have a go. I'll have a go. But I messaged you and said, I'll have a go. Totally understand if you're inundated and I don't hear back. But um, I'm really willing to work hard and to learn. Um, I've got a lot to learn, but I really want to um, find something that feels good for me. And I love the world of Pinterest. It's an incredibly positive environment. Um, and you kindly said, yay, go for it. See what you can do. So I did. And it was a really steep learning curve um, and a journey that was a whirlwind but it meant that um, not only did you give me the opportunity to learn from some great people, but I went on with that and learned from um, a, an amazing team in the States and in Australia to learn about the advertising part of, of Pinterest. Um, and then I, um, and then both my sister and I started to have clients as well on Pinterest and particularly niching within um, the advertising part of it, because it is the most amazing world 
online it's incredibly um sensory it, it gives you something good when you're online and um it allows you to find new things and discover things that you never thought that you could and well so and i loved the fact that you had use Pinterest as a teacher yeah. and it is a very uh, uh, important network for teachers. It's also very important for interior designers, yeah. for clothing brands. Um, I mean, we're using it and it's working Absolutely. for us too. Exactly. It's, it's a great driver for traffic. And of course you need your traffic to do something when it gets to you. So that's led on to particularly my system from a marketing background who really understands sales funnels and how they work and how to squeeze people in um, at their the end when you've built that relationship you know that is how you can use Pinterest but actually Pinterest there's a sharp rise particularly with COVID of well-being and coaches um, mm -hmm. marketing themselves on their podcasts um, a huge it used to be the world of blogging and of course that's now been replaced with podcasts which is why you do well on there um, and it's fashion and furniture um, and lifestyle crafts interiors I mean you name it it is on there and actually one of the most searched for things is at the end of a tax year when people are on there trying to find advice on what to do with their finances that's so, interesting so it covers a whole array and you know once upon a time we would think of it as you go on there to learn how to knit and it is so not that anymore. Now you or might how to pick your floors, you know, or how to choose. Yeah, your... no, like, I remember when we were trying to do gray carpets. I was like, yeah. you know, give me different gray carpet styles. But you're right; it's way beyond that, and it's oh, yeah. much deeper than people think. But interestingly enough, you wouldn't class it as a social network. You would class yeah. it as a search engine. Absolutely, it's a visual search engine. And and, and you know, Pinterest, their mission, um, their, their mission, they would say that they want to bring everyone the inspiration to create the life they want. And, oh, and uh, or the life that they love. And they are trying really hard to make it a positive place. You know, somebody actually asked on the last coaching session, how do I block somebody on Pinterest? And I was really taken aback because, first of all, I have no idea. I've been using it for nearly nine years. I have no idea because I have never needed to. Yeah. And I have worked for so many businesses now um, with their Pinterest. I've still never needed it. And I appreciate that on social media platforms, we do need to know how to make sure that we stay in a positive sphere when, when representing ourselves on Pinterest you're, you can be really loud and proud about what you do and the product that you have. And people only explore that further if they are also interested. So essentially, everybody on Pinterest are warm. They're all warm leads because they're already looking for you. So you're halfway there before you've started. So yeah, and that's actually a point, because if you go back to the way Google search works, that's mm -hmm. what happens. People go and they search for something. Yeah. What what Pinterest is, is you're visually searching for something. Yeah. So you're putting in what you want, but you're getting the visual image back. But interestingly enough, on social now, the ads in, like, let's say, Facebook and Twitter uh, and LinkedIn, um, they are designed, and in Instagram, you go find people. So yeah. that's it, it's, it's that idea that there's some... Uh, some advertising that comes to you because you're searching for it, mm -hmm. like Google and Pinterest. And then there's some advertising that comes to you because uh, you're just there and you fit the yeah, profile yeah. and they put it in front of you. So that's what I find really interesting is that 
you've got those two different ways to market to someone. And we would describe that as an interrupter and an enhancer. So, um, you know, Facebook, for example, I could have been on there and um, I might have on Google searched for something. And then when I'm online chatting to my friends, that ad appears and it interrupts me, it stops me. Whereas on Pinterest, it's an enhancer. I'm already looking for that thing. And there's that pin which is enticing me in further. Therefore, I'm more inclined to engage with it because I'm already there looking. You're not interrupting what I'm doing. I'm already there searching. Um, so it, it does mean that out of all of the, the networks, 50% um, of Pinterest users, users make purchases. And that is compared to only 10% of Instagram users from the Instagram channel. And maybe that will change with the, with shopping, et cetera. Um, but it's it's one of those platforms where people um, are prepared to spend money. That's what they're on there for. And I'm not saying that that's what it's all about, because it's also about no, sharing ideas and solutions. But let's be honest, if you're a business owner and this is something yeah. we're doing a lot of educating to women about. You yeah. know, if you actually want a business, you have to have an exchange of money. So you do, if you have a product and you want people to buy it, you've got to be on the networks where people are willing to buy. So Absolutely. I, I agree. I Well, I agree. You know, it's not just about money from a business perspective. I remember, I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of Rachel Hollis. She's pivoted a little bit. She's doing a lot more kind of celebrity interviews and things like that. But But one of the things that I really admired about her was she always said, you know, a business is an exchange of money with a profit margin like that yes. is, you know, and, and she said, if you're not if you're if you're not willing to you know, accept a payment, you're not in business. And, you know, and if you're not willing to build in a profit margin so you can grow, you're not in business. And I, you know, I, I did her business coaching program and that was just one of the things she really hit home. It's like you've got to this is what business is. And, and so many women don't get that. And that's what Denusia was saying um, on, on her podcast of making sure that actually, if you're providing a service, you should be proud about that service and how you price yourself. And it should make you feel a bit, oh, really? Because you value yourself. And the world of Pinterest is that um, uh, you don't feel quite so exposed on there as a business because, yeah, there are lots on there. But you don't have to put yourself out there. People are looking for your product. They don't necessarily need to know you um, and, until you kind of entice them in and maybe build an email list of people to then warm up to sell to. Um, and, and recently we've had a student on our course who runs a small business um, and she runs a sewing business online. She pivoted online for COVID um, and uh, she um, was very nervous about how to make money and how to um, pitch herself. And she has taken to the world of Pinterest like a duck to water because it works for her. She doesn't feel exposed. She feels that she can value herself at exactly where she needs to without having to explain it to anybody. Um, and I think that's a really enlightening, empowering feeling for small businesses particularly. Um, so it's a good space to be in. It really is. Well, what amazes me is how quickly you've picked it up. I mean, you were using it already, so you were familiar with the platform, which yeah. is, this is one of the Tech Pixies goals, right? We get you from being a spectator and a dabbler mm -hmm. to being a star and a superstar, really going from being on the outside looking in to, okay, how do I leverage this to my advantage? And that's the whole point of Tech Pixies. I want to make something really clear, though, and I, and I think you're going to agree with this, and you can 
totally not agree if you don't want to. Uh, but you cannot move into the advertising, the paid advertising space on any kind of social media network unless you understand how to do the fundamentals. Yeah. And this is, I mean, this is like so important that, that this, this message gets across. If you know how to post properly on Pinterest, if you know how to organically use the network and that's going well for you, that's when you take the next level and do the paid Absolutely. advertising. Without a doubt. And you have to be able to do the organic part of it before you can move on. Now, you can do them combined. You can learn both. But you have to understand how your account works and operates in order to get the best benefit from paid advertising. And paid advertising works beautifully. It's, it's amazingly inexpensive on Pinterest. Um, and you absolutely can learn it, but it's a stepping stone. It's it's the building block. You've got so, to have so, the basics first. Yeah, so in addition to having the basics and going, mm -hmm. okay, I know how this actually works, which is what Tech Pixies is, that's where our strength is, making sure yeah. you know the basics, you've got the fundamentals. You also, and this is important to hear, and I know you agree with this, you also need a plan. Like if you're going to drive traffic to your website, what are you going to do with it? <laughs> You have to you have to know there's got to be the strategy behind it of, um, OK, so I'm going to have a Christmas gift board here or no, actually, a better one would be um, next spring. We've got some new items coming out on our website. So it's a spring collection, not out yet. But actually, you're going to start pinning about it now because it's something that grows over time. But where are you going to send that traffic? Because it's not actually on your website yet. So they can't purchase it. But you want interest. So you need to make sure there's a blog that you point your traffic to. And within that blog, somebody can sign up for a newsletter to find out when it's released and they get 10 percent off. And and before you know it, you've got thousands of people on your email list. And then you have to put that within your marketing strategy of, well, how do I keep them warm? And then you can use advertising to remarket to them to say out now it's here. Come on because you've already got a relationship with them. And it's, as I said, it's the, it's the funnel. It's you've got, they're already in the funnel by being on Pinterest and looking for you. So you're just moving them down to the next stage. Well, and let's let's explain what a funnel is. Cause I know okay. some people who are just learning about this stuff, it funnels, they're like, Whoa, what's a funnel? Yeah. So the, the bottom line is a funnel is basically a series of steps that get someone from who don't, not knowing who you are to being excited about who you are to then actually deciding to invest in you to yeah. then, you know, loving your product and becoming a raving fan. So it's this pro this step process. So at Tech Pixies, the way we do it is we have our free training program or we have our book, which is at techpixies.com. Mm -hmm. And that gets you into our system. There's an exchange there that happens, which is an email. And then we can follow up with you and keep you posted and, and updated on things. And then we have the free training program and then that leads into our big program. And, and basically a funnel is literally kind of how you go from having a bunch of people and a bunch of people kind of yeah. narrowing down to the, the actual customers uh, who then become your fans. But and it's language that uh, is now quite universal once you get into marketing because funnels have been around for a while. But they're really important uh, now, yeah. especially with social media, because very often social media is the start of the funnel. Yep. And then the actual sale is the is, you know, kind of towards the end of the funnel. I would actually argue that, you know, really, you want to not just have the sale be the end. You want to carry on with the relationship and build up a community 
that loves, you know, loves your product and want and become ambassadors. That's a whole nother level, but that's kind of how you can grow the, the funnel organically without paid advertising. Yeah. Um, and, and whether it's paid advertising or non-paid advertising, a funnel is the same process and you're nurturing somebody to, to trust you, to want to come back and buy more to, you know, it's all our small independents at the moment that can't be open because of COVID. We, if we have relationships with them, we're waiting for them to reopen or we're purchasing from them online um, and we're part of their funnel. We have loyalty to them and you can grow that using social media and Pinterest and search engines because they begin to get to know you. It's brand awareness. Yeah, when I remember I interviewed a, a PR specialist and she said, it's great if you get PR, but if you if people land on your website and can't do anything, it's the same concept. You know, if you don't have something for them to do when they hit your website, you're not going to go. It's not going to go anywhere. And what we teach at Tech Pixies is the sunflower effect, uh, which is, you know, you have to have a product or a service. That's the stem of the sunflower. You've got to have regular content. That's your seeds that you're yeah. getting out there. That's the middle of the sunflower every single week, rain or shine. Like, here we go. Pip, you and I, we're on today live. It's yeah, Thursday, yeah. 10 o'clock. <laughs> live. So, and obviously if you're listening on the podcast, it's not live, but you know, I'm on the Facebook page, rain or shine every single week at 10 AM. And sometimes we pre-record, but very rarely. And that's the seeds, you know, planting the seeds. And then you've got your petals of the sunflower, which is the, the actual getting that message out. So that's social media, that's website, that's email, but it really, it's important to have an email list and you can use social media to get emails off of your potential customers mm -hmm. so that you can engage with them regularly. Because realistically, your content on social media and on search engine, visual search engines like Pinterest doesn't automatically go in front of every single person you're connected to. It only goes to a small percentage. Yeah. What's the percentage in Pinterest that, that your organic content reaches? It completely depends. So it, it's the, the thing with Pinterest is that actually, if you were to Google answers to Pinterest questions, everything contradicts itself it's fascinating it still it still feels very new there's lots of updates at the moment it's very very new and therefore there isn't an awful lot of comparison or benchmark data available it's all trial and error and every niche seems to be very different on there um, and some people do incredibly well and some people have to work harder at it and that's why your content is so important if you've got good content you will do well you know so uh, using tech pixies as an example is an absolute joy to work with because it's so content rich you know this is podcast number i think it's 64 or 63 therefore there there are 63 bits of content for me to be able to create really worthwhile pins and write descriptions about using really good SEO, linking it to a different URL. I mean, it's gold dust. Well, and, and let's talk about what happens if someone gets on Pinterest and then they go and listen to a podcast. We just did this Earn What You're Worth series where there's six yep. amazing people I interviewed about earning what you're worth. And then someone gets to the podcast. So let's talk about how that works for Tech Pixies because it's really important to understand. At the beginning of every podcast, you guys are watching this live, those of you who are on with us now, but a lot of people listen to the podcast. They don't show up live. They listen to it. And what's really interesting is at the beginning of every podcast, we have a record, a pre-recorded thing that says, hey, it's Joy Foster, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I, you know, this podcast is brought to you by our book, Social Media Success, right? 
And so we say you can find out about our book at techpixies.com. Well, the book itself is only five pounds 90. It's full of gold dust in terms of getting you started with social media. But then at, when you buy the book, you get an offer to do our social media supercharge course, which is a mini course, which is from our October group. And it's really in depth of information. So you can buy that too, if you want to. And it's only like 37 pounds, which considering it's, you know, probably about six to eight hours. Well, probably more than that. It's about 10 hours of very rich content yeah. on social media. It's worth, it's worth every penny. But the crazy thing is, what started to happen is people are listening to the podcast as they're finding them through Pinterest, for example. They're they're checking out the book on techpixies.com. A podcast breaks down the no like and trust factor because you can hear someone's voice. You could connect with them as if you were on the phone with them. I mean, I, when I stick on my headphones, I feel like I'm going for... You know, a I, it's like if I want to talk to Amy Porterfield, I just stick her in my ears and go for a run. It's like I've yeah. had a little chat with her, a little pep talk. So, you know, the podcast really does that. But the crazy thing is, is that what we we turned off the ads to the book uh, it was just an experiment anyway mm -hmm. to see how that would work. And suddenly what's happening is uh, sitting on our homepage is the link to buy the book. And we turned off the ads 19 days ago. We get a sale for the book every single day, rain or shine, we get people, 50% um, of people who are buying the book also buy our social media supercharge mini course, yep. rain or shine. And, and this has been happening for almost three weeks now. I, I, I logged in and I was like, what, what? And I'm, I'm a hundred percent convinced that this is coming from the, uh, when people are listening to the podcast, they get told about the book, they go on to check out the, the website, mm -hmm. they buy the book. It's only five pounds 90. They then see the course. They go, oh, well, actually, it's not that much money to take a chance on. And we're getting such great positive feedback. We've had over 107 reviews on Google. Um, we're getting reviews every day on Google. So what happens is when you can create a system that works, this traffic is amazing. So talk about what you've done with Pinterest for Tech Pixies because it's been phenomenal. And let me tell you, for those of you who feel, and I'm the business owner here in the Tech Pixies sense, for those of you who feel that you have to do absolutely everything, I want to give you permission right now to say you don't have to do absolutely everything, right? Yeah, absolutely. 100% do not have to do everything. I made a decision uh, about a year ago. I did some um, higher level coaching. And I did, I made a decision that I was going to, I have a, I have a sheet of paper next to my desk that says, would a person who runs a multi-million pound business be doing this right now? Mm -hmm. And the answer was nine times out of 10, no, I would not be doing those things. And I made a decision to hire exceptional people to do the things that I knew were important for the business, but I didn't have the time, the energy to do it. And so Pip, when you said, I really want to learn Pinterest and I was, and I knew we needed to deliver Pinterest because I knew people needed it. I was like, this is the perfect storm. I can fund you to learn how to do Pinterest. Yeah. I can fund you to actually set it up for us. I can fund you to teach it. I can pay for you to do all that because the business was doing well enough and I didn't have to do it myself. And what you've created is this incredible dynamic with Pinterest, but talk about Talk about how it's how it actually is working for tech pixies. And I will tell you, I've, I mean, I've looked at our statistics. Facebook traffic, we often pay for because we do paid advertising yeah. on Facebook. We've done very little paid on Pinterest. We're about to kind of really explore that world in 2021. But here's what I know. It's the number one driver of traffic to our website. Pinterest is the number one traffic, tra traffic driver to our website next to Facebook. And that's with Facebook ad spend. So and, and just what think what we'll be able to do when we put an ad spend behind it. And the reason that it drives that traffic. No, actually, let me go back a step. 
There are two main reasons why it works so well. One, as I have said already, your content. And it's having that content. But people don't need to be afraid if they are actually, I'm not sure if I've got the content. I don't know how that would work. It's worth thinking, well, would my audience be on Pinterest? Would they be there? And the best way to do and to find that out is to go on Pinterest and go on the search and search in your key terms. So we would go on there and say women in business, upskilling, changing careers. It's all of those buzzwords. And actually, when you type those words in nine times out of 10, one of our pins appear. And one of the things that I made a conscious decision on was um, when I was doing the research before I started work was an awful lot on Pinterest is, is peachy and pink. And, and I'm not a particularly peachy and pink girl, all right? You know, the social draft is all, is all really bright colours. Um, and, and so is Tech Pixies, you know, it, it stands out. So I did the creatives as standing out as I could. I just made a conscious decision that ours would look different. And that strategy has worked really well. And in fact, there's um, a woman who does all the advertising for IKEA. And she did exactly the same. She has leaned away completely from um, doing traditional room sets. And she's gone really yellow, bright yellow, and really bright blue, and really blocky. And, and therefore, it's become a bit of an interrupter. Someone's looking for it and going, oh, I want to find out more. So I've been able to use the creative part of, of myself, which I hadn't been able to tap into for years. And originally, I went into teaching as a design and technology teacher. I'm a trained architect and interior designer. So it was an absolute joy to be able to feel creative again and be able to um, use those key words with creatives to entice people in. And the reason that there is the clickability through to the website is because we are solving a problem. Tech Pixies solves a problem and we offer solutions. So I was the one just over a year ago on Pinterest going, how do I earn a thousand pounds? How do I change careers? How I how do I do those things? Somebody help. And I'd be reading blogs and listening to podcasts. So therefore, there's the niche there of us being able to solve someone's problems. And there are two reasons why people are on Pinterest. To find a solution to their problem or to purchase something. Those are the only, well, of course, they might be putting that board together of I'm getting married. What do I want it to look like? They'll probably buy something because they're trying to buy a look. Um, and we fall into that category, ultimately, of solving a problem. And we do that really well. You do that really well. Therefore, they want to know more. They want to find out more. Um, and then once we've got them there, it, you know, I'm not surprised it's such a good driver. Um, and many businesses can, can do exactly the same. I just love the fact that we can have a conversation about a course that's online and that Pinterest works for driving traffic because I think a lot of people would think, oh, well, that's not, that doesn't work for me, but actually it does work for products very well. Yeah. And it also works very well for, you know, what we're doing in terms of, uh, you know, and we're not a service provider, we're an online course. Yeah. And actually now I want to shift into this because this is really important. I think, you know, people know you now uh, in our community quite well. Mm -hmm. You're our Pinterest coach. You're our Pinterest manager. You're also our chief marketing officer, so our CMO. Yeah. You're on the management team at Tech Pixies, uh, and you're doing that job ex exceptionally well. Um, but you also somehow, I don't know how you do it, but you also run this agency with your sister. And as part of your agency, 
you got so excited about Pinterest. You just went so deep on it. So you've created a Pinterest ads course. Yeah. And uh, so talk to us about the Pinterest ads course, because it's a great follow on from Tech Pixies. You know, if people have done Tech Pixies, they've got the fundamentals and then they're ready to go into Pinterest ads. It's it's a perfect thing. Yeah. I, I, and, you know, that was one of the reasons it, it was when I was when I started with Pinterest, I'm one of those people that once I start something, I need to keep feeding my brain or certainly I've discovered that about myself since I haven't had so much um, overload from such a demand. It's not that my job isn't demanding now, but it's different. I'm in control of it. Um, that I want to feed my brain. And my sister and I were only saying that the other day, Katie and I were saying that um, fundamentally we were brought up to give back. You know, she has been a chair of governors um, at, a, at a primary school. I've always been a teacher. And whilst Katie had set this amazing business up, we still wanted to give back. And we were seeing incredible results on Pinterest. I mean, earth shattering, thinking, well, we're not going to run Facebook ads anymore for this person because this is really effective and it's getting exactly what they need. Um, so therefore, we knew that this was something that we had to learn more and more and more and more about. And, you know, it was crazy hours for both of us. You know, there was two o'clock in the morning meetings that we were attending. Um, oh, that's so sweet of Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Yeah, um, if you're, sorry, if you're listening to the podcast, I've just put up Michelle. Michelle's watching this live and she says, I've done F Philippa's Pinterest course. It's brilliant. Oh, bless <laughs> her. She's a brilliant student, too. Um so we decided that we wanted to we wanted to fit two categories. Katie set up the social giraffe business very much about helping people with their marketing and giving back. So it was a natural progression of, well, how do we give back with Pinterest? We've got this knowledge. People are using Pinterest in their marketing, but they do not know how to use the advertising effectively. And the only courses available are American. Now, absolutely no disrespect to American courses, but actually the Pinterest channel um, uh, engine is slightly different. We have different capabilities. We aren't actually as advanced as in America. So during some of the learning that we were doing originally, it was like, but we can't do that. That doesn't Oh, work. that's really interesting. But also, don't you think the... I mean, this is the thing I keep talking, I've been interviewing ads managers for Facebook and it's like, you have to understand like the British audience is different. It's a different yeah. kettle of fish in a good way, but it's just different. And you can't market to the Brits the same way you market to the Americans. In fact, this gal that I interviewed last night, she's South African, she lives in Australia and her head of, you know, her head of um, accounts is British. And she's saying sometimes they just listen to the, and I am American, right? So, I mean, you know, here we go. But she says sometimes it's like the Americans they they think everybody else thinks the way that they think and 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 what she said is what they don't realize is everyone else is adapting to the way, yeah. way that they think to work with them yeah. whereas if you come out of america and you work in this uh you know kind of environment you realize that that we don't have to adapt to be in this environment this is the environment we're in and so it is really interesting because there are nuances between the British audience and the American audience. And you can't yeah. just throw the American marketing into the British audience and expect it to work the same way. And what no. you're saying, too, is not all the features work either. Absolutely. You do have to think about it very differently. And when ads are actually um, they're only available for you to actually use in a handful of countries. So we've got the upper hand at the moment. It, it's like what um, being Facebook advertising was 10 years ago. 
So it's a really exciting space to be in. Um, and what Katie and I were discovering really quickly was that we were, were following um, the American examples and Australian examples, but they just weren't working. And it was showing us that actually there are many, many different ways to approach your advertising on Pinterest. So we decided to put a course together and it makes perfect sense with Katie's business and marketing background and huge knowledge within already of social media. And then mine with Pinterest and my teaching background. So we launched a course and that, of course, we you introduced us to Amy Porterfield and James Webmore. And, and our, we had a, a lockdown epiphany, so to speak. And we worked really hard of putting this course. And actually, well, I, I want to pull up another quote from some of your students. Linda says, I'm brand new to Pinterest, even though I'm a social media manager. And the course Philippa runs as the social giraffe has been amazing. It goes from the very beginning right through to ads and covering everything you need. Five stars. Oh, bless Linda. Five stars. And you know, Linda's business is incredible. She has set up and she's going to kill me because I'm not going to be able to articulate it very well. But you would love it, Joy. She has set up a, a, an online running club. And it is amazing. And they have runner of the week. I'll, I'll, I'll drop the link in but below this um, podcast because it is absolutely exceptional. And some of she started Pinterest cold on our course. So eight, nine weeks ago, she had never used Pinterest before. And she's got pins that have gone, you know, several thousand people have seen them. She's got signups from it and she's embraced it fully. And it just goes to show that so many different people can use it. And, um, you know, we've got two main kind of categories of people that um, seem to, to be attracted to doing our course, and that's small business owners who don't want to outsource it. They want to learn how to do it themselves, and they absolutely can. Um, and then secondly, social media managers who want to enhance their, their, their service that they can provide. And it's a really, really good add-on. When this comes back to, excuse me, knowing what network is best for you, you yeah. know, and and that's where the, our free social media supercharge course and our social media supercharge mini course, which you can get anytime you want. The, 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 so the free version doesn't come out again until January, February. But, you know, understanding which network to be on is so important. So let's talk about. Uh, you've given us so much rich information about Pinterest and, you know, and we already talked about all the different, you know, the different mm -hmm. niches and everything else. If it, tell me, tell me like three different industries that if you are in it and you're not on Pinterest, you are missing out. Okay. That's an easy one. Anything to do with fashion, you should be on there. Okay. Because you can have clickable pins essentially to purchase that item and they I put in the um in our online community group last night that yesterday in the UK they've brought out a try on for makeup I saw that you were testing out your lipstick that was so look, I've even put a little bit on today because I'm like oh I think I quite like this <laughs> I got really excited um and they're, they're it's a really good place because you can really have a look about what a style looks like it's it's more interactive than other online shopping experiences. Um, so you've got your practical things. So you've got your, your fashion, you've got furniture, sells incredibly well because it's like shopping the look um, and the Pinterest lens of the, and I suspect we're all hoping that the next stage will be actually you can point the Pinterest lens at your room and kind of drop furniture in to see what it looks like. Wow. Um, which will just be so cool. Um, online lessons, so learning, because you're solving a problem. Coaches, again, you're solving a problem. I would say 
to be honest, there are, it's easier to say which categories don't work well on there. And the things that don't work well is if you are bricks and mortar. So somebody contacted me from a local hairdresser and said, I want to be on Pinterest. Why do you want to be on Pinterest? Who are your clients? Well, the local community. No, I'd stick with Instagram and Facebook. Actually. But, but there's a great opportunity in 2021 to actually launch a hairstyling course online. And I have friends who do that. So yeah. I, have, I have one friend who has a very successful Facebook ads course for salons, getting salons to market, use Facebook to market to the local community. And then I've also got friends who've got like, you know, how to do wedding hair. Like there are courses on how to do that stuff. So if someone wants to become a wedding hair person, you can go learn that online. Absolutely. And those types of businesses absolutely should be on Pinterest because of the attention that you get to your website. And, and that's what this is about. So it's about it's driving traffic. And then you need to do something with them when they get there. Which um, is why it doesn't work for the local thing. Because actually it's, yeah, I see what you're saying. And it's but not just going to pivot her business. It would work yeah. and it's not as advanced um, advertising by location so I can pick postcodes and I can pick the UK and particular niches within the UK um, and postcodes within that but I can't for example I'm in Cornwall in Falmouth I can't say this is just for this area thank you very much you know yeah. I can't do that um, therefore I would never encourage somebody to invest within that um, but there are many of our students that I look at, you need to be on there. Come on, you can do this. Well, you've got another student here, Annie, who says, Hi. I'm on Philippa's course and it's amazing. I've learned so much. So you've I got my fans. sister's probably in the background. So Annie, um, Annie, I believe should be a tech pixie. Annie knows this. Um, Annie runs the Start to Stitch online sewing school. Oh, I follow her on Instagram. Hey, <laughs> and she's great. Now she was behind um, Cornwall Scrubs. So um, Katie and I volunteered at the beginning of the first lockdown to do all the social media for Cornwall Scrubs. Um, and Annie organized the whole thing and was incredible. I think she nearly had a nervous breakdown doing it, but it was amazing. She'd suddenly appear on TV and on radio and raised thousands of pounds, thousands. Um, and Annie, me, you're amazing. Yeah, she, and she's a true entrepreneur. She really is with an incredible online shop, which she is building from scratch herself. It's inspirational. That's and, amazing. And I'm but, very lucky to be working. Katie and I have got these incredible students and we launch, we're only going to run our course three times a year. And the, the, the point behind it is that because it's an evolving platform and ads are new, our students stay with us forever. They're not going anywhere because it's really important to have, you know, as you were saying, the community. So when I learn something new, our students need to learn that something new. Their learning doesn't stop at the end of it. Um, so we're launching at the we're going to launch again in January. Um, and anyone that is listening, we are doing an early bird offer um, until the till the eleventh of December. And there is a discount code as well. So where can people course. register? Where can people register for your upcoming course? So. Um, go straight to our website and there's a link there to register that will give you all of the information. Our website is thesocialdraft.co.uk. Um, and if you use the Tech Pixies code, you get 10% um, uh, off all of our costs of our course. And it's already heavily reduced until the 11th of December. And we would like um, to attract people that want to give something a go that they may not feel 
100% ready. And that's okay as well. Um, one of the things I've certainly learned is it doesn't have to be perfect and messy action is better than no action. And I know that Annie is a really good example of this because she said to me, um, she said to me, I don't know if I'm ready for it. And I said, well, start, give it a go. And if, if it's not working for you within a couple of weeks, it's fine. You can have your money back. It's not a problem. And she said it has totally revolutionized her business because she didn't understand about sales funnels, about what the, the, the what somebody would do on her website, how to look at Google Analytics and, and to understand that, how that would tie back into her marketing. It's so much more than just Pinterest. So I have a really important question for you, right? Yeah. So we've, we've talked a lot about Pinterest and we've yeah, talked yeah. a lot about what the value of that is. How has your life changed from being a head teacher to giving up that and being nervous about being okay financially because you're the breadwinner in your family to now? How's well, my husband, my, my, well, my husband will kill me because um, it has, I have always, I've been the one that's been fully focused on my career and my children made us laugh, a sad laugh, as they said to me at dinner the other night. Um, it's great. You actually know about us more than other children now. Okay. You know, there's, there's been some, which is funny. You know, my kids are funny. They've got great sense of humors, but until this year, when I decided that, you know, make or break, I'm just going to throw myself into this because I enjoy it every day. Um, my first phone call of the day is to my sister. What, what have you got on today? What are we doing? Who do we need to deal with? And, you know, a relationship that I'm so privileged to have. The women that I have met and I work with feed my soul. They are just incredible. And I wake up every morning thinking, ooh, what's going to happen today? Not, oh, God. And, and that has totally changed my life. I take my children or I drop them off for the school bus every day. I have dinner with them every day. I admit I'm still not a good cook. I should be, but I'm not. There's an I online should, course for that. <laughs> yeah, I should be really fit. I'm still not, you know. I've There's an online blamed, course for that. <laughs> I've always blamed everything on being too busy. Now I just realize I'm just plain lazy, but I feel so content. And the reason my husband would kill me for saying this, it is, it's been really empowering for him. I mean, he is an exceptionally good builder and we're, I'm living in our third self-build. It's a beautiful place. And he has repositioned and redirected himself and seems to have found himself in the process as well and has become really supportive of what I am doing. And he was like, wow, did you really manage to earn that last month? And I'm like, yeah, I did. <laughs> it changed the dynamic of the family. It feels more on an even keel. You know? Well, let's talk about that because that's really important. I think what people don't realize is when women become financially independent and they're in a relationship where um, they, they, it's you know maybe someone's either been supporting them all the way, or you know hasn't um, fully embraced supporting them. It goes both ways. You know, a lot of women who set up businesses they get a lot of flack from their partners because the money's not making enough or the business isn't making enough money, right? It's not supporting the family in the way that it should. So, you know, what I find really interesting is once a woman becomes empowered and confident and 
you know, trusts their skill set and then also has the mental fortitude to push through barriers, which let's admit you have to push through barriers uh -huh. to get to new levels. It does have a knock on effect around the people around them, you know, and I know, for example, for me, I was actually in a similar situation to you where I was working all the time. And I finally said, I've got to hire people <laughs> like I can't keep doing this. I have to hire people. Otherwise, I will break. And I had a very similar experience yesterday with my kids. Um, I, I wrapped up at 4.30. I, and something I'm doing now is I shut the computer and I have a work phone. I left the work phone in the office, which is in the room next to my kitchen. And then I walked into my kitchen and I became a different person. I cooked dinner um, without you know any distractions. And I was able to have a conversation with my children. We After dinner, um, my daughter and I sat on the couch. We played the ukulele for about 45 minutes, just learning Christmas songs that we want to learn how to do together. And it was so yeah. much fun because she was doing the chords and I was doing the song and then we were flip-flopping. And then we, um, I then my husband had to actually do a little bit of work. So I said, well, why don't we make some cookies? So we made cookies and then we sat down and watched the new episode of Ghosts on TV. Yeah. And I had no phone, no computer, no distractions. I was 100% there for four full hours. Mm. And I got into bed later on and I looked at my husband and I was like, I can't believe how easy that was because I've been fighting to do that for so long. And and a big part of that is is just really getting comfortable with what I want to do and what I don't want to do in the business and what and say the same thing with you, you know, mm -hmm. letting go of an environment, a work environment that wasn't working for you and creating a new one. And that's the beauty of changing careers, right? Absolutely. You know, you I get design your world. Yeah. And if you are working in an environment, in a career, which when you do stop and think, actually, it's toxic. It, it's, it doesn't feed your soul at all. You end up or I certainly ended up wearing it like a badge of honor um at the well you know I'm just tough and actually I'm not tough I am not tough at all um and being able to embrace the fact that I am not tough I am just pip I'm just a human and I'm a human being like no everybody else is and when you turn your mind to doing something you really can do it particularly if you've got a supportive community around you um which is what tech pixies inspired me to be part of and I remember coming online on the first ever it was a free training session and it was pretty much a year ago to date and I remember being there in the background thinking this is really odd because it was an environment that I had never experienced I was on Facebook and on Instagram but under a under a my maiden name and my middle name because I was in a school and I was a safeguarding officer no one should know me and I, I was essentially hiding behind this facade I didn't, don't think I really knew who I was. So therefore, just changing my name and going, actually, no, this is who I am. This is a picture of me. I would never, ever have put in the group a year ago a picture of me with hideously red lipstick looking awful. I would you never have put that. You looked amazing. But it, it's, I, I accept myself. I accept myself for my flaws and for my good parts as well. And I know that I, I'm still passionate about why I became a teacher and making people um, feel empowered by learning new skills, letting them know that it's okay. They can learn at their own speed, but they will learn and they'll learn way more than they think they do. When they think they're not learning, really, they are actually learning. When it gets hard, that's when it's working. Um, and if I can keep doing that for the next career that I have, 
then they will give me no, no greater pleasure. And the best thing is, I understand what work-life balance is. I do understand it now. I am a workaholic still. Yes, but- you are a bit of a workaholic. But I know, you know, what's precious is, and, and I love that Pip's a workaholic because I'm a little bit of a workaholic too. And that kind of, it's a great combination for, you know, when you're really going for big goals. However, one of the things that that's happened in our working together is I know we got to finish meetings by three because Pip's got to be at the school run. Like that is something that is, that is her unicorn time. That is the time that she loves. She protects its sacred space. And I'm not going to call her when she's on the school run, right? So there's, there's what's really been great in our working relationship on our team is that we're starting to, people are starting to say, I don't want to work on Fridays. You know, we got um, the person who runs the company, which is Carla, you know, she's the COO, she's the integrator. She makes all of everything happen financially and with the contracts. She doesn't work Fridays and we make sure that we work our way around her schedule so that we don't have to bother her on Fridays. And I think it makes such a big, big difference when you start to put boundaries in Mm -hmm. and you start to say, you know, this is how many hours I have during the week to do what I need to do. You pre-schedule your week. We talk about pre-scheduling your posts. Women, women, you got to pre-schedule your week too, right? And one of the things that I've done just yesterday, there was a great podcast. Um, I'm a huge fan of uh, Mamie Porterfield. She did a podcast all about time and create creative time. Mm-hmm. And she interviewed this gal who had a company that was a jewelry company that went bankrupt. And she then um, t- was able to turn it around. And what she does is she protects her mornings. So mm-hmm. she has three hours every morning, the start of her day where she does her most important work. And then she has time in the afternoons to do admin and to do meetings and everything else. So I got on the phone with uh, Natalie, who so- organizes my schedule. I was like, Natalie, from January onwards, I do not work. I do not work for anyone else from nine to 12. I just, that's my creative time. That's my yeah. creative space. That's where I get to do my work, which doesn't revolve around being on meetings and calls and everything else mm-hmm. where I actually get to do my piece of work. And it's the creative side, that creative space. So it's, you know, it, pre-scheduling isn't just about pre-scheduling your social media. It's about pre-scheduling right. your life and prioritizing what you should be doing first and foremost. And we always say, if you've got a list of a hundred things to do, you narrow it down to one to three, three max. But if you narrow it down to one, that's even better. And then you- thinking, we, we all have our big threes at Tech Pixies, don't we? You know, what's your big three this week? What are you going to achieve? And, and then you carve your time out accordingly. And I've never been in a job that I can say, sorry, I'm collecting my children come first time and and I for months didn't say anything in Tech Pixies because I I've always worked in very male teams, senior leadership teams, and I've always had to be the one that's led by example. Therefore, I should be the last to leave school, the first to arrive. And and as a, it was like that badge of honor. But you don't have to be like that. And the the reason that I can juggle the amount that I do is I have very rigid set times. So Fridays for me. I am 100% on the Pinterest ads course. Katie and I live teach every single Friday and we make sure that we know exactly what we're doing for the week ahead and we schedule everything and we communicate and we have endless lists and you just you just keep going with that. But you have to be organized. I couldn't survive without my file effects. You know, writing it down, making well, sure. Well, I just I want to point out we've got a student here. Um, uh, so, first of all, Julie, who's been on our podcast, who's amazing, by the way. Hey, shout out to Julie. Yeah. 
Um, if you haven't heard Julie's podcast, it is amazing. We talked it was she's part of the Earn What You're Worth series. She's yeah. the very first one. She kicks it off, and man, she kicked it off. So <laughs> definitely go and check that out. But so shout out to you, Julie. But D Dashwood. So D is actually a tech pixie. She's gone through the program. She is a perfect candidate for your Pinterest ads course. Um, she says pre-scheduling my weeks definitely. This talk is making me think about my social media strategy. I didn't even look at Pinterest now. D is a furniture refurbishment specialist. She 100% needs to be on your course. So I, what I want to do is, and we're going to wrap up now, but I just want to put the course link up. So this is uh, Katie Cooper, your sister, has posted this. Yeah. So training.thesocialdraft.co.uk forward slash Pinterest dash ads dash hustle. And obviously the link will be in our show notes. It'll also be in our email that goes out. And as you mentioned, and your loving sister who is online and ready to go, <laughs> There is a code to get 10 per, uh, is it 10% off? Yes, is that what 10%. It is? So the code is TechPixies10. So, you know, like I said, I do think that it's a great course as a follow-on to TechPixies. Mm -hmm. That said, if you know Pinterest is the one thing that you need to be doing, then, you know, it's a mistake not to be on Pip and Katie's course. And I'll tell you why, because they, they are, they are still underpriced. And I know that they're going to get their brave pants on and start raising the price, but they, they, there's an opportunity to get in uh, before that happens and you can really benefit. And I know the tech pixies who joined tech pixies five years ago uh, when they got, or even two years ago, or even three years ago, or even one year ago, before we started realizing our value too, they've benefited massively from getting in as one of the, uh, what they call the OGs, which is kind of an interesting name, but yeah. one of the first, you know, the first, the first early adapters. So I would recommend that, you know, if you haven't, if you don't know anything about social media, uh, I would say start with Tech Pixies, uh, start with the book at techpixies.com, do the social media supercharge mini course. But if you feel like Pinterest is 100% the way you want to go mm -hmm. and you fit one of those three industries that Pip said you have to be on Pinterest if you're in, which can you recap those really quick? You said okay, so your, your fashion, fashion, anything to do with interiors. Um, and service providers, anybody that can solve a problem for somebody, uh, you know, and that's really broad. Um, but those three areas are, are, you know, so important to get on there. And it's way easier than people think. It seems to be like the dark art. It's really not. And what's your final piece of advice for someone who is sitting in a career that they know isn't right? You said you knew five years ago your career was wrong. It took you four years to actually get the courage up to get out of it. What would you say to someone who's been sitting in a career for a long time that they shouldn't be in and, you know, they're they're scared to make the move? What, what would be your final words to well, that? I think that if I was my mother said to me once, I'm so proud of everything that you do but I do worry how exhausted you always are. And I was practically said that in the way that my mum would, you know, I wish you had a little job. And I think that if anybody is in a career where they wake up counting down the days to their next holiday or the weekend, or they're we're nearly there, or and they don't drive home, walk home at the end of the day feeling fulfilled, but they're terrified, have a think about what skills that they have write a list of those skills because those skills are transferable and then find your community because your community will get to know you in a way that you never knew was possible they will teach you things about yourself that you cannot see that your family won't necessarily be able to see either joy you've seen traits in me and skills in me that nobody else has seen carla as well and therefore 
it's really important to find your community. So if for some reason Tech Pixies isn't for you, find your community, find it, because they will empower you to make those changes. Remember, everybody has got skills. It's just how you decide to apply them. And do not stay in a career that you know is not serving you as a person. And there is no shame in deciding that it's not okay and saying, no, I'm going to find a different way of doing it. It's hard. I can tell you it's hard. And you go to some dark places. Can I pay my mortgage? Can I run my car? But you get to the other side and you feel immensely proud and 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 um, that you want to carry on giving back and finding ways to help other people achieve exactly the same. So if you're not a tech pixie, you should be. Because it gives you the skills and the ability. It's not just social media. It's somebody, if somebody, I know I'm going on, Joy, but if somebody was to say to me a year ago, have you ever thought about taking part in some life coaching? I think I would have spat my coffee out because it was all stiff upper lip. Um, and the first session that I did with Teresa, I, I, yeah, I, I can't really remember what I thought. I found the whole process really difficult. But it was one of the phone calls with Teresa back in February, which she just asked the right questions. And she said, probably asked you if you were really trying. <laughs> well, she, I think what she asked me was, you know, if you're that worried about work, wh why, you, why don't you just go back? Because I wasn't at work at that time. Why, just, why can't you just walk through the door tomorrow? And, you know, that really made me stop thinking, why can't I? Well, actually, there were fundamental reasons why I couldn't. Um, therefore, I knew that that was it. And following that conversation, that was it. And I chose the different path. But I wouldn't have got there without that life coaching, without that encouragement that actually I've been teaching mindset to, te to children for years. You know, good old Carol Dweck, the power of yet, which I know is in our bones in Tech Pixies. I'd never applied it to myself, though. You know, typical teacher. You know, tell everyone else how to do it and then not yourself. And um, but now I apply it to myself. I have time to do that and the space and the support. Um, so it's it's I feel like um, I now is the start of my, you know, the next half of my life. It's incredible. It's so important for women to understand that changing careers is very scary. But just like starting a business is very scary. In the next few weeks, we're going to be interviewing women who have set up businesses and it was very scary and they pushed through and now they've launched their businesses. And, and it's an amazing, amazing thing. And we want to be encouraging women to be buying from them as we go into the Christmas season. Yeah. So um, thank you for your time, Pip. Thank you for having me, Joy.